Howdy, welcome to the show. I'm lounging in my chair, new angle, because I couldn't get my other microphone to work. So <laughs> figured we're gonna try this. So mm. uh, yeah, you're I like it. You get your move. money tree. I do. The money tree is thriving. Actually, I've is, really, is it a money planter? Is it a money planter or money tree? It's a money tree. Okay, it's actually a tree. It's okay. a money tree. I've got the money tree and then I've got this vine. My plants in here are thriving. I don't know. The plants Next. the rest of the house, not as well. I was going to say that's impressive because we can't keep plants alive to save our lives at all. You know, they just, I don't know. Cause I don't care about them. The coral doesn't really care about them either. So. Yeah. Um, we have some, there's a few plants that, that Katie has tried that have not made it. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think I just have good lighting here. I mean, I've got this giant mm-hmm. wall, like sliding door and I got the big window there. So it gets good lighting and, uh, I like greenery, man. I like having that in the office. It makes me feel good. Uh, I used to live, I, my old office was a cave. Yeah. Mine's, uh, mine's, I don't know. I've thought of, I've been going back and forth about going and getting an office. I just don't want to have to like go travel somewhere. So I think just whatever the next house is, we're going to, it's going to have a sweet office. And it's yeah. like the two-year-old man, the two-year-old makes it hard. Cause I have like glass French doors and it's like right. hard to, you know. I would 100% get an office that's not in the house. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I do. Good, yeah. though. I think with it being at least upstairs, you know, like away from everything else. It makes a big difference. You know, originally when we were building the house, I was going to build a second, like a detached office, uh, yeah. like a, like, like a barn dominium kind of thing, but smaller, you know, and have the mm-hmm. office there. Um, and we're definitely talking about building like a giant barn so that way, when I buy my muscle car, we can put it in there. Katie can have all her inventory and stuff in there. Um, and I I might do, if I do that, I would consider doing like a lofted office kind of thing. But I, I would, man, I have times where I don't leave the house, you know, like right. if Katie's yeah. picking up the kids and we don't have sports or something going on, like, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, man, I need to go to the grocery store or something just so I can get out of this house. You know? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like I've been going through stretches where I don't go, I don't leave the house either. I've been working, dude, I've been working a lot. Everybody, everybody dude. works a lot, but it's been, a, well, it's been crazy lately. No, it's, you know, I felt so burnt out end of last year, but then took the mm-hmm. time off with the holidays, all that came back super re-energized. I mean, I kind of slow rolled into the start of the year and getting back to work, but um, just, I think, you know, us like having more clarity around the business, me kind of having more clarity with the agency as well. And so I've just been full energy. So I've been working like crazy. I'm having to do, you know, like stop myself because I'm sitting up at 1030 at night, like opening my computer, you know, and I'd kind of (laughs) broken that habit, but that's just, you know, that's kind of where my energy levels are right now. So, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that's the, that's the, 
the balance. You know, I think you've got, everybody's got that, at least the people I know that are successful in this lot, like in this business life, they have that mm-hmm. kind of obsessive personality. Um, oh yeah. yeah. And so you gotta, you gotta keep that, that balance. Yeah. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not, yeah. I don't think anybody really, if you really care, I don't, well, I don't want to say that because some people are really organized and really disciplined. And like, I don't open my computer until 10 AM. I, I woke up at five this morning and I started working, but it's not, Yeah, it's because I like doing it though. That's the thing. It's like, it's that just is the fun. But then, you know, it's like you do that and then, you know, you've got meetings and stuff all day and then you've got all these decisions you got to make. And then I'm doing the same thing, like till 10 o'clock at night. So you just, it's just, it's not good. So anyway, well, I mean, yeah. And then, you know, the thing I've noticed is I think this is just like a general human thing is like, the more we do something, the more we crave doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's like, you think about people that are really fit and they work out regularly. Like they get to a point where they stop like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. And it's like, they feel the need to go. They feel bad if they don't, you know, right. like yeah. that kind of stuff. And that's, you know, that's how I feel a lot of times about the stuff that we're working on, you know, like we have, when there's a project or there's something and you're excited about it and you want to work on it. And like, you know, at times you just find yourself, like you're just sitting there in front of the computer, like doing piddly stuff, just because like you, you feel it's like, Oh, I just, I want to do more. I want to do more. You're drawn to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is a good thing, man. I would much rather work too much doing what we do, loving what we do versus working too much and hating it, you know, like, I know oh, that seems yeah. so obvious, but like, I just think back, like what life could have been. Oh, dude. Yeah. I used to hate, oh man, I worked so much and I hated it. So I don't know. I actually, I think about that a lot too. I'm like, do I just look back on my time as a teacher? And like, I think I've made it maybe seem a little bit worse than it actually was, but I also was really unhappy. So I don't, I don't know if that's I don't know. I don't, it maybe it wasn't quite that bad. I I think sometimes like man, it'd be interesting to go back and like do it for like a day or two just to see like what the difference is and you know what I do now versus what I do then. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I just think it'd be interesting because I did get like I got outside a ton and I walked a ton every day and I had a lot of human interaction, like probably too much because I had a million students and stuff. But I don't know. I'd just be. I know I'd be tired though probably more tired than I am now just because it was more, I think it's more stress or a different kind of stress, more bad stress. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, um, what's the word there? Clarification. Cause there's yeah. good stress and bad stress. Like there, there really is. Like, yeah. I think there's actually like scientific terms for that. I think like one's called Euro stress and one's it's called, I don't remember the exact terms, but there is that idea. Like there is good stress. There is good pressure. Um, and then obviously there's the bad kind, but yeah, no, I've got a, I've got a lot of good, <laughs> a lot of good stress right now, I guess. I just, I, what I'm finding right now is that like, I have too many things going on and that's mm-hmm. happens for like almost every entrepreneur, but I had a, uh, at a tax planning meeting, um, with Jess, who's our, or our accountant, yeah. uh, and we're just going, we were going through stuff and I was like, man, I like, I just, I, I need somebody to help with even that stuff now of like the day-to-day, even just like, this is going to sound really weird. And I want to put some context around this. Hopefully I can do that. But like, 
even just moving money around because the business structures are all so, so much more complex than they used to be. Right. Like I just need help with that now because now, now there's like multiple LLCs and the money has to flow from one to the other, to the other. And like, it just, it's a, it's a, like a champagne kind of problem, but it's also something I'm like, God, man, I just have too many things to like be able to focus on that. So I'm gonna have to like figure something out with that. But there's you know, so it's good much, stress. there's so much just administrative. Like, I don't even know if that's even the right word, but just like stuff you have to do and it's important, mm. but it's not necessarily like, I mean, the taxes and the money management and the finances, like all that kind of stuff is, is a great example of it where it's like the things you have to do, it's incredibly important. It has a big impact. You have to prioritize it. But in the day-to-day, it's not urgent yeah. compared to some of the other things. And so when you're looking at prioritizing your stuff and what's important, you know, they might be equally important, but one's more urgent, but it's always that every single day. So like you have to plan the time for it and set it aside. Yeah. It's hard to do. That's really hard to do. It's hard to do. And I feel like my understanding, like I, I felt like I've always had a pretty decent understanding of, I don't know, just the finances in the business. And uh, because honestly, like when you run an online business, it's not really that complex. I mean, it can get as complex as you want it to be, but like, I don't know. I think it's a lot easier than running a real estate investment company or sure. running a private equity firm. It, I mean, it's all numbers, but it, at the end of the day, like you can run an online business pretty simply, but now like, now it's like, I've got three, I have three different legal st- or three different structures. Like I've got a C corp and S corp in, in a partnership. And so like, just even understand, like when I'm talking to my accountant about this stuff and she's like, okay, in the C corp, we need to do this. We have this set up this way and categorize these things this way, because if you don't do that, it's going to screw you this way. And then in the S corp, you got to have it done in a totally different way. And then in the partnership that operates in a totally different, it's just like, my understanding of it is like, I feel like a child, (laughs) like I'm starting to feel like a child again with this stuff. So um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Well, thank God we have Jess for that. Yeah, just yeah. Well, she, man, but that's, she, but, yeah, so good at this. But stuff. that's good though. If you're not feeling like a child and you feel mm-hmm. like you have it all figured out, you're not growing. You're not going yeah. to the next level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's you so that's good. You got to be uncomfortable. You got to be the dumbest person in the room. Like that's that's how you level up. I off I often am. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> like you usually am. Oh man. Well, I had I had an interesting kind of topic for us to discuss because of Cooper was asking me about work and my job and Katie's job and stuff like that. But we're already kind of talking about this, like the stuff you have to think of as a business owner, like the finances and the team management, like just these different things, like the stuff that people don't think about. And so I think we might as well just like run with that topic because we're already kind of naturally going into it. So um, I don't have that little sheet right in front of me, but actually, yes, I do. I lied. Um, but just like, you know, let's talk about some of the things that you're not thinking of when you're starting your side hustle, when you're starting your online business, the things like the taxes and the managing your money and like some of this stuff here. Um, is there anything that like just jumps out to you of like, I mean, tax has got to be the big one, right? Like how many people have we seen that like just made the money and spent the money? <laughs> yeah. Then- I think, well, okay. Yeah. I, I think the 
bookkeeping. I mean, that's sort of taxes, but it's sort of not taxes. I mean, sure. like bookkeeping is just categorized. I mean, just categorizing the expenses that go in day in, day out. And I know when I started my business, I, uh, I saved up $3,000 for my teaching money. And then I put, I opened a bank account with it and then I got QuickBooks. And I think most of the the problems or most of the like annoyances that I've run to, into with business so far is just like getting expenses properly categorized and, and really like understanding like why they should go in certain places. And I'm still learning, like as it, as it gets more complex, I'm, I'm still learning a lot about it. But I think even if you do that well, then an accountant's job is pretty easy or like even just doing your own taxes should be relatively easy. If you don't do the bookkeeping part well, it gets really messy really quickly. And I've used, like, I've tried to do my own bookkeeping. I've used like the QuickBooks um, kind of like AI based bookkeeping where it kind of self categorizes, mm-hmm. but a lot of times that it gets it wrong. Uh, I used, uh, I used a VA an overseas VA to do my, uh, my bookkeeping for a while. And that was a bad idea. And then I used another bookkeeper that was like very technological. We both used, um, mm-hmm. used a bookkeeper that was like very technologically behind. And so that was kind of complex. So I finally feel like seven, eight years into this, like I finally have a good that bookkeeping out. system, but man, that's, that's more difficult than I think that even just the tax strategy, I don't, not difficult. It's just, it's more tedious. And so if you're not somebody that's like it ultra is. organized, which I'm not an ultra organized person, like that part becomes very overwhelming. And then you get to the point where you, if you do get an accountant, they look at your stuff and they go like, well, what is this? You know, ideally you kind of want like sure. the same person having their eyes on both things, but that's, that's a big yeah. one. And that's something you have to deal with from day one in some capacity as a business owner. Or you end up in the situation I was in because I did not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I had a nice little spreadsheet that had the names of my clients and how much they paid me for each month. Mm-hmm. And that was all I had. And, you know, for years. And so when taxes would come up, even after I initially got a CPA, it would be like, but I would be, I used to do it myself, but I would sit down and I would just like print out my, I did have a business card, which made it easier. Yeah. And I would just print out my statements <laughs> and, you know, I had a sheet and it was like, okay, put your, your home office expense, like your, different things. And I would just, I mean, I would literally, I would spend a weekend just categorizing everything and getting it all done at one time. Even when, you know, we, we had the first CPA that we both used, um, we, he would be like, here's your organizer. I need this information. And I would just pull it all, or I would look, you know, get the bills and I would grab all of that and, you know, send him the totals and or put them into a spreadsheet. And then he would go do the tax stuff. I never really used a bookkeeper or anything until we started doing that. So I definitely think it's useful. I mean, I guess it just depends on, I'm not, um, I've never been one to like do a good job of maintaining a system or data, like upkeeping it. I've been more of like, okay, let's sit down and knock this thing out. Like let's, you know, um, yeah, yeah. whereas like my wife, she, you know, it's like every day, you know, she's in the bank account. She's updating her spreadsheets and stuff. Um, you know, which is why she handles our stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah, no, I think it's a good one, but, but yeah, you just got to understand, like I didn't do that. I, now we do it. And so now we, you know, like what it is now, like I have to clarify payments 
you know, like yeah. our bookkeeper will be like, Hey, what's this in this business? What's this in this business? And I'll explain what it is and then they'll categorize it. And, and I've got a better understanding of it, but yeah, it definitely makes life easier. It's just like anything. Like if you keep up with it, it's going to be easier when the time comes. If you don't, you're going to, you're going to yeah. use a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that stuff, it just snowballs though. You know, just yeah. as your business grows like that, that continues to just become a monster. You know, even yep. now it's like, I feel like I've got a really good handle on it, but like I did the the meeting yesterday and like we went through and there's some stuff that got miscategorized. Um, and especially like you probably don't have the same issue in, in your agency because of the way that payments come in. But like with the affiliate marketing stuff that we do, where it's like, we have a ton of like microtransactions that happen and they all right. pay out from different places. Um, you know, some of it comes into PayPal, some of it's direct from the merchant, like just it's really complicated. And then you add in all the complexity of like, there's different bank accounts and there's like, there's a lot of different stuff going on. And so like, there were several where it was like, Hey, what, what happened here back in June of last year? And it's like, we're talking about like, I don't know, $700 that we're trying to figure out like where that came from. And it could have come from like seven different affiliates that paid out. So it just gets, it's like, even that kind of stuff. And every affiliate has their little business, you know, you know, their merchant name or their LLC name might be completely different from their business. And so then you're like, who, who is cute Panda bear 07? Yeah. No clue. Oh, it's, it's that dude from, you know, blah, blah, blah finance. Like, yeah, you just, (laughs) yeah. We, well, we got hung up on a $47 expense. That was like, I looked at the company and it was like a, it was like an online business it's like a Ukrainian online business conglomerate. It was like they, this LLC owned like several different craft making. It took me a long time to figure out it was like a Christmas gift that we gave somebody on the team, but I couldn't yeah. figure it took forever. And like, if you know, sometimes that stuff, you know, depending on your tax strategy and like what your how your accountant is like, sometimes they'll kind of just make those things. I'm not going to say go away, but they'll figure out a good way to categorize them. If you can't figure out exactly what it is in the moment. But, um, our our bookkeeping team and accountant like they want to know where every single thing comes from which is good that's the way it should be so right it just gets a little it's like geez i can't even keep up with this stuff anymore but you know oh well good problem to have i mean it's part of it right like Mm -hmm. that's the i i will say that the the one thing about um you start not you start a business you get this freedom you get this flexibility your earning potential your the ceiling goes away right but it comes with other things. It comes with contractors. It comes with marketing yourself, sales, taxes, bookkeeping. Like you can't just be, you know, if you're a great graphic designer for a company and then you go be a freelance graphic designer, like you're not just a graphic designer. You're a business owner. You're an entrepreneur. The graphic design is a small part of it. You know, same thing, like, you know, fitness industry, whatever, anything like that's, that's the big, you know, that's the big difference. Like if you're, if you have a really good skill with something and you're deciding to make that jump, sure. You can make more money. You can have more time, um, flexibility, but like, you got to make sure, like, this is what I want. I want to deal with the other things. I want the other things. I feel like that like helps my undiagnosed ADHD, (laughs) you know, like having, this different stuff, right. To kind of keep my attention and to change yeah. it up. Um, 
and I, I'm not saying this to discourage anybody. I think, I think everybody should give entrepreneurship a shot. Everybody should, you know, try a side hustle, like just test it out, make a few bucks. If you don't like it, don't do it. Like you don't have to quit your job, like do it in addition to your job and see if you like it. Right. Yeah. Because, and that's the thing. It's like, not, we've talked about previously, not everyone should do it. Not everyone is cut out for it. Right. But everyone can benefit from it. And you never know. I never, I never in my life thought this is what I would do. If I had, yeah. I would have gone to business school when I went to AM instead of doing all the random shit I did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you just never yeah. actually try. Yeah. So outside of bookkeeping and, and, you know, put in tax strategy, accounting, that kind of stuff. I mean, you learn more about that as you go. Like what else just is set money aside? Like, yeah. I think the, the, probably the best thing I did when I was starting out and I, somebody must've told me, include me in on this, but like ironed money. And I just, I just automatically shoveled 30% of it into a second account. And I just left it there. And that, I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, but that's what I did. And so then at the end of the year, I did my taxes. We found out how much I owed. I paid it out of that account. And then whatever was left over was mine. Mm -hmm. And so that became like my return almost, right? Because yeah. there was usually money left over. Um, but that just prevents you from getting into that situation where like you use the money, you spend the money, and then you owe the IRS. And you're like, oh, shoot, I don't have it. Right. And I've just yeah. heard too many horror stories about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, so you said money aside though, like we're not, so are we, we're, we're trying to figure We're trying to talk about like business things about business, not money related. Cause I'm trying to think of well, like, well, just in general, I was just thinking I, I had written this down cause we were doing one episode. It was kind of like, we were just talking about like different things that you experience in the business. And I think what you were talking about with the bookkeeping is a really great one, you know, really good example. But so just, I mean, it could be anything, but just like, I don't know stuff. People are start. They've started work. You know, they're they're creating content. They're doing freelance work. Whatever it may be, you know, what are things yeah. that they wouldn't think about? Man, I think uh, I think kind of an under well, uh, highly underrated is just like building relationships with people. Because I was going to say, like, I was going through things. I was like, okay, there's sales, like you have your like core business stuff. Like you have to track the finances. You have to learn how to sell things, whether you're selling it over the phone or online, mm -hmm. email, whatever. Like you got to learn how to sell. You have to learn how to deliver on whatever it is that you're selling. So you have to be proficient there. And then you've got to, I mean, managing people is another one you can get into, but you don't have to get into that. But I do think building relationships is like, the who you know part matters. If you want to start really, really growing, like the who you know part is a huge piece of it. That, but it, it, it and that's across everything. It's not just like meeting friends that own businesses, and it's like it could be meeting. I think I talked about this a lot last podcast, like meeting reps, you know, for or like I don't know, gatekeepers is what I'm going to call them, like the people that have money that could give you money, especially in like this influencer um, affiliate marketing kind of world, like it's really important to actually build relationships with affiliate managers. Um, sure. it, it, I don't know. That just, it just kind of spans like, like you want to get into masterminds. You want to like learn stuff from people that are wealthier than you. Like you want to unlock revenue from other sources. Like you just have to be 
good at talking to people, not even be good at talking. You just have to meet people and you just got to just yeah. talk to people, I guess. I guess talking to people is what it really comes down to. No, I think that's huge. And it goes to, I mean, I, we talk about Chris Wozikowski on this podcast a lot. Cause he's our, he's our bro, you know, but like that dude, you know, just came from talking to somebody in a Facebook group, hopping on a zoom call, became friends. How big of an impact has he had on our business? Right. Massive. You know, and so it's like you never know what that's going to be. Um, you know, I've got a former client lives in another country in Europe, and man, I I can't even total how much business I gained from him over the years from him referring people to me, um, or even just from when I was starting out and we started working together, and he would get a course or he would join a program. And I would go through that material with him and to help him implement it. And I gained all this knowledge because of that relationship for free. And that allowed, that opened doors for me because it allowed me to understand things, allowed me to be able to do things, allowed me to get better results for people. But that's massive. That's massive, man. And I think it just goes to like, I think one of the things I didn't know I was doing it when I was starting, but I would 100% do again is like, I just talked to anybody I could. I used to hop on Zoom calls with people all the time because if I could learn something from somebody, cool. If I was able to help somebody with something, somebody with something, like that was experience, right? Like if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a video editor, right? Like that's what I do. I'm a freelance video editor. Like you should be trying to help every single person you come across that needs help with that. Like, help them with it, even if they're not going to hire you. And they might hire you, but if you just help somebody, then they're going to they're gonna refer you people. They're going to introduce you to people. Um, and, that, and that really, like, that's the key to building a network is, is just conversations and getting to know people, you know? So, and, and you just never know. Like, you can't, you can't use that as a strategy for growth. I mean, I guess you could, but like... <laughs> it shouldn't be that. It's just like, go flex those muscles, help as many people as possible. And like things will come from it and you'll gain a lot from it. You'll learn a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like the more people, you know, the luckier you get sort of like, there's a a luck factor in business. Um, Cause sometimes things just go your way. And sometimes like they just don't go your way. But if you, if you know enough people, you have enough connections, you like, I don't know, you can kind of start leaning on those things to make things happen. Versus just yeah. kind of like allowing the market to, I don't know, make sure. things happen to you. <laughs> like, well, so, um, there's a luck element, but you can you can increase your luckiness, yeah, by yeah. doing certain things. You know, like you create opportunity, and luck comes from opportunity. So if you're if you're talking to a lot of people, if you're building something, you're putting out content, you're growing an audience, you're going to masterminds, like those things create opportunities. And that's where the luck comes from, right? The going to a conference and you talk to somebody in a bar and it leads to a big business opportunity. Like, yeah, that's lucky, but like you created that opportunity by joining that mastermind or signing up for that investing in that conference. So yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, this, but you know, it's funny because like I've I've talked about this with people before, and that networking is like the I think it's the most ambiguous 
hard thing for people, especially mm-hmm. starting out. I actually think like if you go to go to comp, go to like professional conferences, hang out at the bar, even if you don't drink, <laughs> like just hang out at the mm-hmm. bar. You're gonna meet somebody that's that's interesting. Uh, I I think golf is a big one, or something like golf. Like I, I think you've got to get into like. I think that this is maybe going to sound a little weird. I think that like spending money to get access to people that have money is a very wise investment. Like mm-hmm. I'm a member of a golf club. It's not cheap to do that. And a lot of people would be like, I don't want to pay that much for golf, but I get to hang out with like really, really wealthy people a lot, which changes your mindset. And it like, you learn things and you realize like, man, there's so much more potential. Like I could do so much more. And you see other people that are doing those things and you just meet really interesting people. But I mean, I had to make an investment in that and I sucked at golf. (laughs) Like, so you have to, but you have to, like, I do think like, if you want to meet wealthy, successful people, like you have to kind of go to the places that they go. And the only places that I really know of is like, you know, you go to the professional conferences, you get into something like golf or tennis or, you know, some kind of like country club kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, that, I don't know where else you go the right the right paid masterminds for coaching yeah like programs. yeah paid masterminds is a good one um but you got to make some kind of investment to because that's right. you know when people have money like they spend money on i don't know they spend money to basically be around other people that have similar yeah. goals like that's what it really comes down to so that's kind of what you have to do and if you can't afford to do it yet then you know like get your business to a point where it can support you mm-hmm. to do those things but that that can change you know your outlook on business how much you know you get to meet different types of business owners and like pull things from what they're doing to what you're doing so i think it's like as much as i've spent on golf just an obscene amount of money it's probably been the best investment i've made so far not the healthiest because you drink a lot more at golf courses than you would in a normal place usually unless you know you don't drink but yeah i think that's i think you got to do something like that boating's another big one too like, but boating's yeah. again, ridiculously expensive to get into. So, but you got to find those people. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good point. I don't have, a, I don't have a lot to add on that. I mean, um, I will say like, you know, I think we've talked a lot in the past about using groups, forums, communities, like those kind of places to go in talk to people and you can really generate a lot of business from that. But the thing we don't talk about as much is like the paid ones. You know, when you join yeah. that paid coaching program, that that paid mastermind, that paid group, now you're it's a different level of people. And there's more trust immediately for the people that are in it. And they're like they're viewing you as like, hey, you're in this with me. We're on this journey. Um, and you get the opportunity to build the relationship with the person that leads that community as well. And so all of the, you know, that can open up a lot of doors as well. And, you know, I've as many leads and clients and opportunities that have come from free communities, like I would say it's probably even more bigger opportunities from the paid ones. So, yeah, you got to, I think, but I, and that just goes down to like, I think a big, a big thing that people don't think about, like everybody thinks, oh, I'm just going to come in. I'm going to bootstrap this thing. I'm not going to put any money into it. It's an online business. I don't need to put any money into it. And I think that's getting worse because when you look on different platforms, if you put a YouTube video up, you post something on TikTok and your 
you're teaching, but then you, it's like, if you want to learn more, I have a, even if it's like, I have a free guide, you know, and people are just like, Oh, you're, you're gatekeeping, like teach this more. And it's like, I did. Right. I, I am, or, Oh, I want you to mentor me. I don't have any money, but I know that I can do this. Like if you, if you mentor me, it's like, I, I have a family to spend time with. Like, I don't have time right, yeah. to mentor you for free and take care of my paying clients and spend time with my family and take care of all this business stuff that we talk about. Like if you're not willing to just take a moment to go into the description of that YouTube video or click the link at the bottom of that blog post and enter your email and read the document or watch the video, then like, why do you think that you're going to be successful if somebody's telling you the plan? Especially when a lot of times those resources, that person has put so much time and effort into making that resource, like everything you need to where it's actually more valuable than if you sat down and they told you what to do on a Zoom call where they're trying to remember everything instead of like brainstorming and going, oh, I need to add this. I need to put this and like, I want you to put it in this order. So it's easier for them to implement. Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not going to be successful with that mindset, but that's the culture, right? And that is the culture right now. Yeah. I think some people just don't know. They probably just don't. Like, I think you get a lot of new people. I had somebody email me the other day that was like, Hey, can you help me start a website and do all the stuff? And like, they were like, I can't afford to pay you. I think people just don't real like, they don't know that if there's, sure. if they're new, that that's like a, like my time's not free kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I, and I might've even done that stuff when I was, I don't remember, but I might've emailed people like that or that's true. <laughs> I, 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 I have tell no idea. So long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just look at that and I just kind of like, usually what I'll do is say like, sorry, you know, I can't help you for free. And honestly, I don't even like provide consulting. Like I used to do it, but I don't even, I don't even offer it anymore. I don't have time, but um, I don't know. I, I, I get it, but yeah, you're right. It's like, you, you do have to pay for it. Like at some level you have to pay for access you know? and whether, sure, like, yeah. like I said, whether it's, joining a golf club or doing a paid mastermind uh, or attending a professional conference. Like there is a money element. Like you have to exchange some kind of money to actually mm -hmm. get access to the people you want. Like just, and it's a business expense too. Like that's the way you have to think about it. Like those are, those are generally sure. things that you can expense going back to the tax thing. And it's an investment in your company. So you should, you know, just yeah. plan to spend some money on it. Invest your time and plan to spend some money to grow it to where you want to go. If you want to, if you want to make the big numbers, like you got to put some skin in the game. You got to put in the extra time. You got to yeah. put some money into it. You know, that's the biggest thing I didn't understand starting out. Like was you, you money creates money, you know? And I think back all the way back, like the times that I invested in that person or that program or whatever, where I put money into something that's when I had the big growth, like almost every time, not always, but like most of the time, or right. I learned yeah. something really important that like helped down the line. But even when I was, you know, first starting out, even like getting into where I started running ads, like I invested in somebody and it was, I lost all the money. It was horrible. It didn't work out, <laughs> but I learned just enough to do it myself. And then that changed everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if I hadn't have made this horrible investment, 
Like <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am today, you know? Um, so you just never know. You just never know. You've got to take that chance and you got to, part of that is like, you have to have, you got to believe in yourself and really want it to where like, because so much of like, when you put money in, when you invest, it's like, are you going to take advantage of this opportunity? Or are you going to invest that money hoping that it's a magic pill and that you'll meet the right person or something will happen instead of then following through and taking advantage of it and implementing it and like utilizing that opportunity that you just invested in. Yeah. I think we should do an episode on like biggest, like worst investments. Cause I've got, dude, I've got, I've spent some ridiculous amounts of money on things and it didn't work out. <laughs> and I think that would be, that would be interesting. I, I mean, I don't know if you want to share that stuff, but I, I'm happy to, cause I've, I would I've, have I've, to think about it. I would, I would, I, I just thought of this one, but I would actually have to think about what that would be. Yeah. I've swung. From yeah. That's just an interesting topic. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. We should talk about that. Cause I, yeah, I've definitely, yeah. I, uh, I think maybe two years ago, I'll tease it like two years ago or a year and a half ago, I spent a hell of a lot of money on, on a strategy that did not work. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I learned a lot from it and, uh, it's good, but we'll talk about that on another episode. Okay. And on that note, subscribe, make sure yep. you turn in, tune in every week because we're going to talk about stuff and I'll put this down. We'll talk about this next episode. So if you're yep. watching this and you want to know what Bobby's talking about, tune in next week. Yeah. All right. Later. Later. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. Thank you.